You're tuning in to the Banks Fantasy Show, a show to help you win the championship and take home that trophy year in and year out. Hey guys, welcome to the Banks Fantasy Show. In this episode, we will be talking about the 2023 Rookie Mock Draft. This is post-combine, pre-draft, so we don't know landing spots yet, but we do know their size, speed, and we have all their tape from freshmen up to possibly six years in college. So we will be taking a look at all that, and it will be a mock draft, so you will get only the first round in this episode. I'm hoping to get the second, maybe third round in, Later this week, maybe next week, but just wanted to get the first ep- first round out today. But it will be super flex, four passing touchdowns, standard scoring for tight ends. That's how we're going to base this mock draft off, just to give you guys um, a generic tool with how the scoring will be played. Because some, some of these guys will be moved around based on the scoring, but... Four passing touchdowns, PPR obviously, Superflex, Dynasty, 12 team. So let's get right into it. For the first, for the 101, I have running back Bijan Robinson. People are comping him to Barry Sanders, and the best thing to come out of the draft since Saquon in a running back prospect. So I don't expect him to go as high as Saquon because the running back landscape has changed over through the NFL team. So the draft stock that they will normally get is kind of lowered. I do expect it to go in the teen area, anywhere from 9 to the Bears, all the way up to 21 to Chargers, if they do end up trading Eckler. That's kind of where I've been mocking him. I don't see him falling anywhere farther than 21, but I don't see him going earlier than 6. 6 is Detroit. It'd be weird. I see it happening, but that's the absolute or earliest in a weird world. Now, if he does go six, I, I mean, this pick just keeps getting better, but top 21 running back pick, a prospect like Bijan, he's the one-on-one, even in the super flex with the quarterbacks in this draft. He's 5'11", 215 pounds, so big, bulky, quick, 440, 4.4, 640-yard dash. He's a three-down back. You can use him on all three downs. Good pass blocker. Could I mean, just all around the best running back I've seen since Saquon. Um, yeah, best running back since Saquon, I'd say. Um, but his running, he averaged 6.1 yards per carry in his junior year this last past season. He had over 150 all-purpose yards per game with 20 total touchdowns in a 12-game season. So that's just outstanding. That's just insane numbers. And he kind of had his other running back tandem coming out of this draft, too, who's projected to be a day three pick, but I mean, Bijan is going to be great, and if you have the one-on-one, take Bijan. I know, kind of, I build my team off, or you should build your team off top, getting top 12 quarterback, or getting elite quarterbacks is your main priority, getting wide receivers, and then when that's all done, get running backs. If you have the number one pick, typically your team is not fit to get a running back into your roster because you're lacking wide receivers and quarterback i suggest trying to trade down but don't undervalue him value him because you're the number one pick i'd still value him as a 12 range 12 to 15 range in a startup draft um 
So if you can, I'd only trade him for top quarterbacks. If you're doing the one-on-one, trade him for top quarterbacks. If you can't, stick it out, get him, wait till people see his prospect, see who he is, and coming out of the reg- into the regular season, he's going to be great. Uh, take him one, let people trade for him later when they're making that uh, championship push, but take Bijan 101. I suggest that 10 times out of 10. All right. Now heading into the 102, I have our first quarterback coming off the board in C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Comps for him is Joe Burrow. I see it. 6'3", 214 pounds, two-time Heisman finalist. In his freshman season, he had 44 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. In his sophomore season, he had 41 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. So very consistent. Kind of, I mean, the same season if you look at it. Um, He led the FBS in pass efficiency in his sophomore season. Very efficient passer. You didn't really see him run much in the Ohio State offense. He didn't have to. And the scheme and the way that Ryan Day coached, they didn't want him running. So I do think he has some legs. He has some speed. Not something that you're like, okay, we got to stop him, but it's there, right? So if he needs to get out of the pocket, he needs to run away, he will. Like, similar to Joe Burrow. Um, I do think he's going to go, he will go one to two overall. One or two overall depends where Bryce Young goes, if Panthers like him more or if whatever happens. I like him at the number two spot regardless of that. We'll talk about that later, but that's where I have him going right now. At the 103, I have quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Comps are Cam Newton. This one's interesting because I don't... I don't have him as my two pure quarterbacks coming out of the draft. That's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. But in Dynasty, in fantasy football, you're looking for that rushing upside. And Boyd, I mean, he has it all, right? His, um, he's 6'4", 244, so he's big, bulky, kind of like Justin Fields and Cam Newton. I would stay away from the Jalen. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are all more, or Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are all more skinnier runners. Whereas Anthony Richardson, I'd say more is like a Cam Newton, Justin Fields, where their body is built for taking hits. Um, he's a 4.43 40-yard dash. Um, a minus, though, is only we only have one year watching him. So, very small sample size, but this can also be because... This could also be a reason why he's going so low. He doesn't get much... He didn't get much starts, not a lot of experience. Um... So if he could find that place where he could sit behind for a year or even start right away where his development QB coach and the coach fits his scheme perfectly, I think that's the best case scenario for him. I'd even argue him going at the two if that happens, but um, I have him going three just because we don't know and it could be ending up in a bad situation. But yeah, that rushing upside going at 103 I think fits him perfectly. Um it's hard because three and four are kind of interchangeable for me, but that rushing side gives him that edge. He did throw 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year. His accuracy seems to be a problem. A lot of people point to his passing accuracy, which was, I believe, 55% passing accuracy, which is no good. But if you look at Florida in the tape, 
All they ever did was deep play action passes, which his arm strength is incredible, which is why they did it. So I don't really blame him. He didn't really have the greatest core to help him out. So that play action really helps get their guys open, and he kind of just rips it. So that's why his passing accuracy, because those deep passes are much harder to knock on. 55% still great. Still not good, but just something to kind of note when you're looking at that stat. He does have nine rushing touchdowns. Like I said, the rushing upside is there. He had 650-plus rushing yards at UF this season. So definitely something that will help him out. And if you have one of these picks, this is definitely a high swing pick. You can end up getting a QB1. But you could also be getting like a Zach Wilson or somebody that just does not pan out. So be kind of careful. Look at who your quarterbacks are now. Can you risk that risk? Do you want to risk that risk? I certainly would. Again, depends on... There's some leagues where I have the 103 and I'm like... I have Patrick Mahomes and... I, I'd i have QBs like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I'd be like, okay, i take it anyways because... I have those solid top two and then I could trade Anthony Richardson when he booms for much higher than the 103, right? But if you have quarterbacks like um, Kenny Pickett and uh, Daniel Jones, then I'd obviously evaluate this differently. But out of a pure prospect um, analysis, Anthony Richardson is my 103 out of Florida. At 104, I have Bryce Young out of Alabama. My comp for him is Patrick Mahomes. I I don't expect him to be on the same level as Patrick Mahomes, and I kind of think it's unfair for to do that to anybody. Um, coming into the combine, everybody was questioning his size, and 5'10", 204 is very worrisome. Not the numbers you wanted if you're a Bryce Young fan. Um, his size is scary. He's short. He's same build as Kyler Murray. Not as much as a runner, but he's still a great, like, he's a deep running threat. It's second nature to him. Not to the level of Anthony Richardson, but it's going to help him. He has that rushing upside, so that helps. He is a two-time Heisman finalist, one-time Heisman winner. 32 touchdowns, 5 picks in 2022. And 47 touchdowns in 2021. So there was a slight drop off. Which is kind of kind of scary. But if you look at the weapons he had in 2021. Versus 2020. And you look at 2022. And you look at that offense. And you look at that defense as a whole. It makes sense. His stats will be kind of skewed. But it's, um, it's definitely worrisome. So that's why I have him at 104. And it's solely because of that, that size. That side does scare me, and you know you see a lot of quarterbacks get injured in the pro in the pros because they're getting hit by much bigger men, and they could be out for a long time, which will seriously hurt your team. So that's why I have him at 104. He can be my 103, but like I said, rushing upside with Andy New Richardson, Bryce Young does have it, but the size is total is the reason why Anthony Richardson is my 103 over Bryce Young. At 105, I have running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Comp to him is Alvin Kamara. 
199. So he's a bit of a smaller back, but he still has that size and um, size to him. And as a re receiving back, 436 40-yard dash. So he's quick. Second, I believe that was the second fastest in the draft behind Devin A-Chain. Um, he transferred from Georgia Tech to Bama this past season where he ultimately exploded. Um, 10 touchdowns, 7 rushing, 3 receiving, over 1,300 yards, and he has that receiving upside. So I'd like to see it. It depends where he goes in the draft. I view him as a end first, early second pick. I think he'll go end early second just because of the edges in this draft and who's drafting at the end of the first. So he will probably be an early second and if you could pair him up with even Bryce Young's teammate in the second round, I mean, this is just, landing spot is huge for him because you, you want him to be somewhere where they pass the ball a lot. At 106, I have wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba coming out of Ohio State. He's 6'1", 196 pounds, 6'5", 7", 3-cone drill. 39320 yard shuffle. We did not get a 40 oh we did we didn't get a 40 yard death at the combine but we did at the at the pro day which was 448 which is quick but um not what we were exactly looking for the the three cone drill and the 20 yard shuffle was the fastest out of all receivers in the draft so this is just his agility his speed he's just so smooth with the ball and off the ball his route running is amazing. His set, he creates separation. He's the best wide receiver in this draft, and he'll be the best wide receiver coming into fantasy football this season. So he is 106. He plays a slot. He'll get a lot of targets. And something to note: something to note is in 2021, he beat out Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year, in yardage and I and touchdowns. So. If he could do that, and if, I mean, just dumbing it down, if he's better than Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson is this good in the NFL right now, take him at 106. He's good. He's great. I don't see him busting. The only, the worst I see him going is like a wide receiver two to a team, but I think he'll, I think he'll be the best wide receiver in this draft at the end of the day. At the 107, I have quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky. 6'4", 229. Um, the comp is to Josh Allen. Now, I'd be careful comping him to Josh Allen, just how I was careful with, just how I'd be careful with Bryce Young to Patrick Mahomes. But if I were to comp Will Levis to Josh Allen, it'd be more of the rookie year Josh Allen. Will Levis's accuracy is a big question, and I would kind of question. His uh his reads, you know, so he does he doesn't make the best reads, and that's kind of that kind of hurts him in the draft process. In SEC play, he didn't do very well against the SEC defenses. He kind of lit it up against the other ones, um, but his arm strength is, I mean, crazy, very similar to Josh Allen, you know. So, it, I mean, pro style passing attack is his size and his experience is exactly what you want. It'd be interesting to see if he gets a year one starting job where he sits a year and plays next year. I think that'd be best for him. Fantasy-wise, you kind of want that um, 
you kind of want the points now. But um, I think learning, and I think you need to learn from a good coach, a good QB coach, a good, I mean, they just need to, he just needs to learn and develop a little bit more, in my opinion. And that's why I have him at 107, a tier down from the other QBs. The 106 is kind of where I'm, is a tier off for me. So Will Levis leads the next tier for me. And because it is super flex, if he does get that starting job, it's valuable. Any quarterback that's starting is valuable in this in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Even Davis Mills last year for the start of the season was somewhat valuable because he's better than some flexes get that get six to seven points. Whereas quarterbacks just have that upside of getting a twenty point week, whereas not a lot of flexes do. At 108, I have wide receiver Quinton Johnson out of TCU. 6'3", 208 pounds. I see Quinton Johnson in the NFL going early teens. Some mocks haven't gone to the Titans, which wouldn't be too bad. The worst part is, is that we don't know who the quarterback is for the Titans next season after Tannehill, Tannehill's 2023 season. Um, I'd... I wouldn't assume that Tannehill will still be the QB based on their moves this offseason, kind of getting rid of the house, kind of cleaning up the house. But they stuck with him this offseason, this season. So you never know in Tennessee. So Quentin Johnson has that rare combination of size, speed, quickness. He is explosive. So in this draft, there's a ton, and I mean a ton of slot wide receivers that are tiny, 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 and you're going to see it in our next couple guys, but the wide receiver room in this draft are just small. So Quentin Johnson is just different from all the other wide receivers. He's an ex-wide receiver, which you don't you don't see in this draft. He's over 200 pounds, which you don't see in this draft. He's 6'3", which you also don't see in this draft, so he's unique. But he also has the size and he also has a speed and quickness that you ultimately want on your dynasty fantasy football team. At 109, I have Jordan Addison out of USC. 5'11", 173 pounds. He's small. Um, but good news, there's good things and bad, got, bad things about this player. Good route running, body control, separation. Those are all pluses. He's a great wide receiver, but the size and the size we did not expect coming out of that combine, and it does scare us, similar to Bryce Young. So he's small. Durability is a question, but he has that body control, and he can create separation. So those are big questions. A lot of his tape shows him doing like um, screen passes, but he makes big plays out of them. He's explosive. Um, but that size, he played under Pickett before transferring. He was at Pittsburgh, so he kind of played with two great college quarterbacks. So it'd be interesting to see how he does with NFL quarterbacks if he's that good. But the size docks him down under Quentin Johnson at 109. A great, great comp for him would be Devontae Smith. It'd be interesting to see if Jordan Addison gets the wide receiver one or two on his team that he gets selected to, but he is the 109. He's small, but he's great wide receiver at the end of the day. At 110, 
I have running back Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Six foot zero, two fourteen pounds. He ran a four point five three forty yard dash, eighteen bench press reps. His size, strength, and speed combines to make him the third running back out of this draft. There are so many running backs coming out of this draft that him being in the first is is weird. I, I kind of felt weird putting him there, but it, it felt good based on where I think his draft capital is going to be and his size. He, he does lack pass protection, so he will be losing a lot of snaps there. But based on a pure runner, he does have the receiving upside. He, he's going to be a great NFL back. Putting at 1010 just feels right, even though it's a little weird. It feels right based on the rest of this draft class. At 111, I have Zay Flowers out of Boston College. This guy kind of popped up on my radar a little late, but the more I look into him, the more I'm loving him. The comp is Tyler Lockett. But he's 5'9", 182. Again, small. You're going to see this in all of all of the wide receivers in this class besides Quentin Johnson. Is They're all small, tiny, durable. 4.4240 um, outside and slot wide receiver. So that's kind of why he's different than the rest. Because he can play outside in bunch sets. He plays the slot. But I'm liking his... Uh, when he is in space, he's very electric. It's just, he, he's electric and he, he could play into outside. He is electric. He's quick and he just in space. I just love him and he can get that yards after catch. At 112, I have wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina. 5'9", 171 pounds, small, I'm like a broken record here. All these wide receivers in this draft are all small. And yes, it's scary. This wide receiver class isn't strong, isn't as strong as the other classes. We got kind of spoiled last year, but this is more of a running back and quarterback predominant class, um, which we haven't had a quarterback predominant class in two years. So we kind of are getting gifted with that. Wide receiver-wise, there's some great middle-of-the-pack wide receivers I see coming out of this draft with, similar to Josh Downs. 5'9", 171, he's explosive and dynamic. Um, a lot of the coaches and scouts were saying he plays bigger than his size, which I definitely see. He's, his high production in college, he played with Drake May and Sam Howe had two back-to-back. Had back-to-back 1,000-plus-yard receiving years. So he's played with two different quarterbacks. Um, a big um, a big negative for him is he only plays the slot. Which you kind of want a guy that can move all over the place. But a slot is a good wide receiver for Dynasty because they, get a lot, they tend to get a lot more targets. But if he's... He's only playing slot, so he can't move around. But he has that big yards after catch and run after catch is where he's he's very, very strong in. That's where that explosive playmaking comes into. So that that's the end of the first round. First round is 
big on wide receivers at the end of the round because there's so many in the same tier. Running back early with Bijan and Gibbs, those are those two are kind of on a tier of their own. Bijan even higher than that. Um, quarterbacks, you got the top four quarterbacks. I have all going in the top seven in Dynasty. Um, so if you need a quarterback, get it right because next year you. Is also a great quarterback here. You have Drake May and um, Caleb Williams coming out of um, USC. So it's going to be a great year. But these quarterbacks are also going to be great coming out of this draft. They're going to have the draft capital. They have the experience. They have the college skills. They have the NFL skills. So get a quarterback if you have to. Running backs, hammer them in the second round. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. Which is why, in the end of the first, I have I have more wide receivers because that tier kind of, there's kind of a big drop off after this next tier. Um, whereas running backs, there's probably like ten of them. I have all in the second and third round. Um, I have five going. I have five or six. I have mocking in day two, and up. So, um, it should be interesting. There's a lot of good running backs. So. If you need one and you're a championship contending team, you're 111, 112, take one, right? Take one of Devin A. Chain. Take one of, you know, risk on one. Fill that wide running back room because you probably, if you're 110 to 112, you probably don't need a wide receiver, right? But good running backs coming out of this draft. Very deep, deep running back class. And I'll kind of I'll touch on that more next episode when we do the second round. But this is just the first round, and I hope you guys kind of take this knowledge and take this, um, take what we talked about today and apply it to your dynasty leagues, apply it to um, your drafts and your teams, and go win a championship because that's all what we're trying to do in dynasty and in fantasy football because if you're just good enough to be second every time that's not fun right you don't get the championship trophy you don't get so we're aiming for that that's i mean that's why anthony richardson it's three right because you're looking for that championship winning caliber quarterback um but i hope you guys enjoy i know it's the first episode so it does sound a little i mean i know it's probably not the best i kind of nerves kicking in but We'll get through it, we'll go together, and we'll win a championship together. So I'll see you guys next episode.